Hello. All right. <laughs> welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl here. Julian. Uh, welcome back. Sack. <laughs> Did you say slap? <laughs> Is that what you said? I said sup and oh, sap at the same slap. time. Slap. I thought I might be one of, new, one of your new ute tings you learn off all your songs. One of my road words. <laughs> um, thank you to everyone who came to the live show. It was fun, man. We met some of the uh, long-term listeners. Uh, it was good fun. I'd had a few beers. Good venue. I reckon it? I might have to snip a few bits out, if I can remember correctly. Just allow it, man. Yeah, We're just, open books, man. It, it, we are. going to be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> I stand and fall by my words. <laughs> um, and thanks to John Hastings for doing it with us. It's good fun. Good egg. This episode, we're joined by Abigail Shaman. Um, we're going to chat about some nice things. Shaman. And you're going to do that. Um, and <laughs> that's it. Kick back. Enjoy. That's it. That's it. Thanks. Two vegan idiots. <laughs> do you want to do it again? Now we're recording. Gladiators ready. <laughs> Contestants ready. <laughs> uh, welcome to Two Vegan Idiots. Right, Carl man. Donnelly here. Julian. Over here, man. And guest, Abigailia Shaman. Hello. Is that correct? Yes, you nailed it. And Shaman. I also just learned that your uh, Gladiators announcer was Scottish. Yes. I had just correct. assumed you had the American version. Oh, no. It's weird. No, we had, yeah, well, it's weird they had Scottish. We, I don't know how it's it came good, up, but we just did. Good we were just Scottish doing voice. Yeah. I mean, for Gladiators. Gladiators, ready! It's, it's like really, Braveheart, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit, isn't it? Um, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. You're having a, uh, we've just eaten a quinoa corn puff. Yes. What are you saying? It's, it's delicious. It's, good, it's it? salty and crunchy and everything yeah. you need in a, in a snack like that. Because it looks like a what's it. Yes. But it's much bigger and it's actually much mm. crunchier. Yeah. With zero flavor. Who needs flavor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Flavor's with, overrated. With any type of That's like nice. puffy crisp like this. So if you go back to like Cheetos in America, which are kind of like what's it's, but very different yes. according to the British. Um, after you eat them for a while, you don't taste them anymore. No. You're just after the salt while? and the crunch. Four yeah, hours. exactly. It's a, it's a consistency thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm. um, I think. I agree. I, I, I snort mine. Oh, dude, just the Crunch powder. down, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the spot. Um, I also bought, I went, basically I went to Holland and Barrett and um, and I bought some CBD Put a shift chocolate. In. CBD chocolate's got to be bullshit. Like, what are you getting out I've of that? I've got some CBT, CBD lip balm. It's CBT very good. CBD liquid. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Liz Gold, by the way. Um, so CBD, what, biscuits? Lip balm. Oh, lip balm. Yeah. Some people thought you said biscuits. Yeah. Um, and how's that? What's, how's your lips? It's good. I like lips it, yeah. They're very, they're very stoned. <laughs> do, do you feel anything yeah, They're going to chat you... more shit than normal. <laughs> <laughs> they're just really cool. Right. Um, you ever just wonder? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the last thing I want is my mouth to fucking get more carried yeah. away. But CBD doesn't affect you. It's not THC, is it? It no, just it chills your muscles and shit. Does it work? Because I bought... Basically leads me on to smoking weed, man. Yeah, mm. I bought Which a nice. CBD um, spray under the tongue spray uh, about two weeks ago. <laughs> That's a real crunch. Over there, <laughs> this is the worst podcasting food, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Uh, well, in that at a halfway point, we can all try a CBD. Just got to let them melt in your mouth. Chocolate. Okay, I'm for that. But um, uh, yeah, I was in all about the other week in January sale, in it, and they had CBD like under the tongue berry spray mm. uh, for like five quid, and it was what that end of the line. It was 40 quid two months ago, whatever. And I thought I'd give it a go because I've got um, tendonitis in my shoulders. and It's I, got worse. It's not got... It, do you know what? 
It's not got worse. It might be. It's sort it's of it's a classic elbows. thing. I've been doing a bit of yoga in the last two weeks, mm. and my shoulders are much better for it. Yeah. And it's that thing. It's basically just stretching them out in the morning. So it, it, they, they have improved. But you I, know what's good? Best thing for shoulders just hanging. Yeah, I know. I've, I've got the just do that I've for about four hours, <laughs> upside down, uh, like a bat. Um, you do yoga. I do. I You're do a do. trained yoga. I am a trained yoga trained instructor. Yogi. It's fun. I was talking to uh, my boyfriend the other day, and I. Currently belong to Tri Yoga, which is around the corner from me. Great facility, wonderful yeah. classes. I think for the first time since I was eighteen, I'm going to stop doing yoga. Really? I I just can't go do it. I'm just like, like I'm no longer excited about it. Oh. I know I I'm just like I like even today I woke up early enough to go, and I was like, I rather you know what, I'll do some admin and then I'll go on a run. Yeah. And then, like, I'm like okay. putting it off. And, oh, really? it, and it's the first time. You know you're over it if it's admin and running. Yeah. Just yeah. getting in the way. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> like, like, I mean, yeah, I'm like, this isn't, but I've, through my, through my life. So I started practicing uh, Bikram yoga, which we can talk all about that. Oh, that guy's my hero. Yeah, real inspiration. He's <laughs> my mentor. Uh, <laughs> By the way, devices oh, char- divisive character before any of this broke. Really? Uh, oh, for sure. Uh, but anyway, he was good at yoga. He's excellent. Like, and he, to be fair, he <laughs> to his credit, I've, I've spent. He wasn't just a molester. So, in order to get um, certified by him, by have you, have you as him? a Bikram yoga instructor, you go to a nine-week training course where you spend nine weeks with in him. In his hotel and no, room. No, he did not molest me, and. Uh, uh, and there were like 300 of us there. So it's not like I had a lot of one-on-one. It's a big one hotel room. But he is... That's a big van he's got. An incredible instructor. Yeah, like he is an, he is absolutely amazing. That's how he got but, away with it, I guess. Yeah, and also he? he's... From what I watched, like, did you watch the documentary? I, <laughs> this is so bad. I watched the trailer and just went, yep, that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, this broke. Like every... When the... Um, when the Netflix thing came out, I guess because that hit more mass media. But this broke when I was still living in New York. So when I moved here, 2014, I think it broke in 2012, 2013. Yeah. So like there were Vanity Fair articles. I wrote a show about it called yeah. Namaste Bitches, which is downloadable the, for five pounds on my website, com. Yeah, so we've all known about it for a long time and so have a lot of people. But um, I I was never in his inner circle because yeah, he, yeah. he has an inner circle. And uh, but when it broke, everyone was kind of like, "Yeah, no, that makes sense." Yeah, yeah, that's not surprising. Well, cause it felt like from watching the documentary, it felt like that classic story of someone who basically started to think they were like a guru, like mm-hmm. you know, not just I'm a, I'm teaching people. He yoga. calls us his it's disciples. <laughs> disciples. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See what I mean. And uh, when you, I've got you, some of them. when you go into <laughs> all the people that send you food, yeah. <laughs> every time Julian comes over, he's got a plate of like a sort of what's it called, like a Tupperware thing of food. He goes, "Yeah, someone else made it for me." I'm really? Like, what are you six? I, <laughs> I need that in my I think life. People feel sorry; they don't think I can look after myself. <laughs> I mean, there is that. Yeah, you do give off that vibe. Just walking around hungry. How do people eat? Ultimate, right. the yeah. ultimate guru, mate. Somebody just don't need to tell people you're a guru. Exactly. They just bring you things. They just bring me in teacher training. He he comes out and he does a big speech at the beginning and he talks about 
how brainwashing it's not a bad thing you've been taught the wrong thing oh, your entire you got life a dirty so brain. i'm going to wash your brain he has no problem he says it at the very beginning and he speaks in idioms so and and there's a lot of like him driving something home to you so there's like re- uh, call and response. Yeah, yeah. So, what is yoga? Everything, and we all say. It. And I remember we got it's a bit to like the NLP graduation, you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we got to the graduation, and he does. What is it speech. like? No, really. And uh, he's like, "What's the best food? No food. What's the best? Wait, oh god, I, mean, no, I can't remember. That's literally the worst the food. What's, what's my hotel room number? Four one two. Now I can't remember the whole thing. It was what's the best food? No food. What's the something? And then there's an answer. What is yoga? Everything. Yeah. And, and and it's like, oh, we've been brainwashed. Totally. It's just a yoga class, bro, isn't it? Yeah, I love a fitness call. Yeah. I love a fitness well, that's, call. Watching that documentary, you're like, fuck, this is it. Yeah, he properly just, you know, I suppose it is that thing of there is something about fitness. It's a group exercise. So there's yeah. got to be a sense of communities like it's like you know people that get do crossfit and then lose their fucking minds well i I, have you watched any of those well you know what i started doing a couple years ago (laughs) and guess what just opened up a mile from my house a new crossfit studio so i'm gonna stop doing yoga so i can start doing crossfit that's a bit dangerous oh i love it everything is dangerous though yoga is dangerous you know like yeah yeah. Uh, under the wrong instructor, yeah. Every time, but of those uh, pull-ups they do, the kipper ones, They're just so look weird. like it's going to break your back. I yeah, I've got some issues with that one right there. <laughs> I do. It's it's a rotator cuff nightmare. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Swingy thing. Yeah. So but, I couldn't do that because of my bad shoulder. Well, that's the only reason I don't do. <laughs> otherwise, you'd just be doing them all day. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I, could, I mean, I could totally do like I could do like I tried a muscle up the other day. You know. Oh you, yeah. You do the you do a pull-up, but you put the bar goes yeah, to your waist. Yeah, yeah. Look at you judging crossfit yet doing muscle i almost ups. pulled my fucking bicep out yeah. man yeah. fuck doing that I almost pulled your uh, my uh, pt <laughs> um what I pulled my pt's dick out uh, God. um this is what the podcast is like it's, it's i say something that's relatively rude and julian then doubles down <laughs> um, slam dunks but have you watched any of the, doc, 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 the, 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 the chris Netflix the crossfit oh yeah i've watched crossfit. a bit of it yeah they're all a lot of them are on roids i think aren't they oh, at, that, at that level they well, look. They look like they are. Yeah. Let's uh, let's not you know legally accuse anyone. But oh, but they they're eating. But it's, it's also the way the way stuff. they talk about it. Yeah. I, I don't, anyone who talks that passionately about their sort of exercise class, I think. Well, have a word, mate. Come on, it's and I chill out. You need to do some meditation. I right? used to listen to a CrossFit podcast, drugs, not bragging. But um, these girls brought up a really good point, and I think this is why people get injured. And, like, just expect so much from CrossFit because it is a fitness class. But it is also a competition that's fairly new. People are going to CrossFit three times a week and then preparing or comparing themselves to Matt Frazier, who's, like, an elite athlete. And no one who plays pickup basketball is like, why aren't I like Michael Jordan? And and there's this constant, Don't compare yourself to us, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That Rich Froning was pretty good, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was the first one, I think, um, and was like, they're and maniacs. they're all like, I don't know, I've heard this about U.S. CrossFit boxes, and I've never seen it, but like, and you can tell, especially in the Froning one, they're like, they're all American, they what are, they're like, they're religious, like, there yes. are CrossFit boxes that end with a prayer, like, they are. Yeah, amen. 
you know. But that's the thing. That's what I find. Yeah, it's it's quite. It's always like it's. I don't like that sort of aggressiveness. But then suddenly going like, and I do it all for God. You're like, well, you're, why are you getting angry for yeah. God? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's funny when God fighters do that, isn't it? Totally. Six pack. Yeah, it's like I watched weirdly. I watched a documentary yesterday about the wrestler. Um, uh, Ted DiBiase, who was the Million Dollar Man, he was like one of oh, the, okay. one of the best of all time, like big, at, at the WWE's peak. Yeah, back when it was WWF, he was up there with like the Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, and his son made a documentary, and it's on Amazon Prime. And I watched it because I thought, but man, it's about. He was like, I only really ha- enjoyed that era of wrestling. Yeah. I'm not somebody who's into it now, but it's done by his son, and it starts being about fucking a million dollar man you know and then about a third of the way through it starts talking about how he he went through a phase of using a lot of drugs drinking a lot and then he cheated on his wife yeah. when she when he had two young children and it's about that you know and it's nice because it, it talks about how they got through that and his wife's amazing but then it's his son's producing it and it's about here his son wanting to get his dad to apologize for it and then it becomes Calvary. basically the second half of the documentary is basically about god it feels like a sort of you know, it talks about how that's what got them through it. And then suddenly he's, it's, the son's just off interviewing other people who found God, like Shawn Michaels, the wrestler. And I, and I was just watching, like, I've been tricked into watching a God documentary, <laughs> yeah, mate. I wanted to watch a I fucking wanted. wrestling thing. Praise the Lord. Man. And it's that thing, it is that it, there's a, the way they talk about their, well, their religion is in, so blokey and like, fucking, I did it for God, man. You're just like, and also, just, I don't like, think that's how God would want it. Both Bikram Yoga and CrossFit, what they have in common First of all, I came from a yoga studio that was like very community based in New York, which was very cool. But they're also very, um, very intense, intense workouts. Yeah, Bikram yeah. because of the heat CrossFit, because I mean, Google it. You can just tell. Um, and so they attract type A personalities. Yes. So a lot of people who do Bikram and CrossFit are people in recovery. Yeah. And a lot of people in recovery uh, find God. Yes. You know, so. And, there we go. That's the, the, and I don't know if you've ever seen this step. on your social media. It's CrossFit. <laughs> friends who stop drinking and the then get step. really into exercise. Yeah. And they're like, 10 years sober. And now they have like a six pack and like yes. erect face. But they, the body looks great. Yeah, thank you. Anyways, I've quit drinking, so CrossFit it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> have you stopped drinking? Yeah, I I did sober January, and I've enjoyed it so much. I've decided to, uh, as I say, quit for the foreseeable future. So I don't know when I'm going to like start again, but I haven't put a date on it. And I thought I would drink. So my boyfriend's birthday is this weekend. So I thought I drank on his birthday or we're going away. And I had to sit him down and be like, do you mind if I just keep this up for a little while longer? Which is a a conversation you have to have with all British people. Um, And he was like, yeah, that's, I mean, if you don't want to drink, you don't have to. And I was like, okay, good. Because I was really nervous about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's such a social thing. (laughs) Have you ever seen Norm MacDonald's routine? Yes. How much? Uh, the oak drinkers sitting hate, around in oak uh, anyone who's not drinking. Oh yeah, like he talks about how he doesn't drink. He's going out of all your friends and they're drunk, and he goes because their fun like escalates, and yours is just staying there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He says there's always like one point where somebody will just st- walk up to you and go, "What's the matter with you?" <laughs> it's, <just> like, <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. But is that? I think is that I I've gone through phases where I've gone off it for a few months. And yeah, like, and actually, it's physically easy. Yeah. But it's socially difficult. Well, in. And if you're around drunk people. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, because of really. our lifestyle, though. Because you're, you're sober, aren't yeah. you? How long have you been sober for? Um, about 
four and a half years. But before that, it was six years. I just got you, on it you, for a couple. You had a moment. Yeah, you a, had a moment. It's a little holiday. It's just a little, I, uh, little research. Like one of the biggest differences, because I started stand-up in New York, and one of the biggest differences, I would say, between the UK scene and the New York scene is if you stop drinking in New York, everyone assumes it's for a reason, so no one asks you yes. anything about yeah. it because there's just so many people who are in the program and are not drinking because they, they've they had too much fun and uh, they were too good at it. And But here, okay. just people... I mean, you'll ruin someone's night by yeah. being like, I'm not drinking. Why? <laughs> yeah. I went to the comedy store up in Manchester and the Simons were in and they were like, stop by for a drink. I was at another club and I was like, yeah, no problem. And I got there and I was like, I'm not drinking. And Mason was like, but if you want to. And I was like... It gets on my nerves because I'm like, I'm not throwing a steak in your face because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. vegan. So don't throw alcohol in my... It's just a choice I've made for now. Yes. yes anyway, yes, yes. So is, that's my PSA is <laughs> yeah. just when someone says they're not drinking, just go, okay. Yeah. And keep keep chatting. I, yeah. It's, it, I think it's always just trying to assume in your mind that it's probably for a bad reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just that will just play it safe, innit? Yeah. Especially if they know the date they stopped. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. yeah. Because if somebody says I've got something date. else, you don't yeah, you don't just dive straight in and go why if somebody tells you something else that they've like, they, they can't do. You're yeah. like, all right, this is probably. I can't walk. Why? <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Fucking it's just matter where your legs just ruining bro. the wedding, mate. <laughs> it's ruining the dance off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I have you given up anything else for? Uh, was it like a January thing? You so it was honest? a January thing. I gave up uh, liquor, and me and my boyfriend both gave up uh, meat. Um, How have and, you found the? Uh, well, I was a vegetarian for four years back in college, and um, I, it was. I always kind of thought I'd go back to it, and it was, once you stop and then start eating meat again, it's very hard to stop eating meat again and tom and i stopped this time around and we feel great we're gonna keep with it i will say um in the last what is it 10 years fake meat has really improved oh i mean it's like it's so good now julian was talking about the kfc yeah before from what i gather it tastes exactly the same tastes good and uh, like, even though I don't actually agree with it, but that's fine. That's a yeah, different story. Well, that's a difference. I'll save that. Is for it because it's a conglomerate? Uh, yeah, I think it's more the fact that this KFC. I'm not going to go in KFC. Yeah, because you know either mean? way, they're going to kill a chicken. chicken. Yeah, but no. But at the same time, I'm not judging people for doing it. I'm yeah. not saying. I'm saying for me, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I think sometimes people. That's some people react to veganism like that. When you say you're vegan, they think you're saying something about them. <clears throat> I think right. it's good that it's flying off the shelves and more people are getting involved in it. Well, well, I mean, also, that's that, the long-term hope would yeah. be that enough people sort of, enough, the, but an, I, enough meat eaters try it and go, that tastes exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so I, and so it makes them, next time they go in, decide not to get the other one. Because it could take over. But the, the danger, I think, is vegans yeah. go in there and not supporting a vegan business that's mm. been doing the fucking yeah, graft, yeah, yeah. you know what but I mean? I, I think it's a good, like, gateway if you're trying to eat less meat or something totally and then, that's what i think that's who it should be for it should be people that are doing like you know meat free monday and yeah people who just kind of like, you know what i need to cut it down and one of the hardest places to cut down if you're a meat eater is when you're shit face well i was just gonna say like vegetarians and vegan people still like dirty food like mm. you still get drunk and want 
something. Well, the yeah. KFC burger is probably dirty, isn't it? It's well, exactly. Not, that's what I mean. It's, it's well, exact yeah. level of dirt that if you're... It's uh, not healthy. If you're trying Some, to you know, cut down on your meat and say, all you are sort of a new vegan or vegetarian and you sort of just, uh, you're struggling, man, and you're drunk, go and have that. And that is obviously yeah. a better option than, than, than just eating meat, isn't it? Yeah. So I get, I totally see its place. Yeah. But I, yeah, I for one, I, yeah, I just find myself being a bit like, I couldn't go in there. Yeah. But, that, but that's what I mean. Like, the, but the, the actual texture of fake meat now is ridiculous. It's so, and I, because I, I was surprised that Tom agreed to do it with me. And, but he's very so. When I was a vegetarian, first of all, I was in college, so all I ate was rice and broccoli. Like I lived off rice and broccoli. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I hate the f- vegetarian food. That's just like a carbohydrate and a vegetable." Yes. Like he's like, "I need more. I need more." And I was like, "Fake meat is not good. You're like you're gonna trust me. You got to be a vegetarian for at least two years before you like it." Yeah. And he went out and got some corn mints and made us a bolognese. And he put like vegetarian bacon in it, which yeah. is just like it actually tastes a lot like bologna. If you yes. you guys probably have never well, had bologna, but I think a lot of the fake meats taste like uh, the sort of shitty, cheap, yeah, cheap, cheap but meat. ultimately quite nice. Yeah, like, like, they're like, bits you were like used to love you eating out of. You put that in a packet. It was so good. Yeah. I was like, I never have to do this with meat again. This yeah. is great. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I think. I, I, even in the seven years I've been doing it. It's ridiculous. I remember, like, I remember eating some things that were abominations that were claimed to be like, try our vegan sausage. And you'd eat it, and you'd be like, this is shit. Yeah, this mate. is awful. Yeah. yeah. Be like eating like a sort of fried toilet roll tube or something. Delicious. <laughs> Do you, I have a question for you guys as, as two vegan idiots. Do you ever, I'm going to assume that meat is definitely off the table all the time, but do you ever like, eat something with dairy in it out of convenience or politeness. Like you go over to someone's house and they've made something. I can't. I, I would shit my pants. Oh, re- is that why you stopped? No, but I Are you intolerant? I, yeah. I've, I've developed, I developed a full on intolerance because Interesting. I, because I always used to, I, th- I think I was always a bit intolerant to dairy. Cause I used to, I had like a long, I had long term, sl- like slight indigestion, mm. gut problems. And like, and basically I think it was, it was undiagnosed dairy intolerance because when I gave up dairy, I gave up dairy two months before I went vegan. Uh, as a sort of precursor and my all my stomach problems just cleared up and then I accidentally drank milk um, about two years ago and I shat my pants and Mm. vomited everywhere so yeah it was um i think i could i can't have dairy so okay so that sort of sorts that i don't really yeah i was just certainly not out of politeness um if i was starving and i couldn't eat yeah yeah but that's not going to happen is it no, yeah. not now. You're living in London. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I have pr- friends who... You like, prepare, and yeah. prepare stuff and people make me food, which well, is I, handy. Again, I have friends who were like vegetarian and vegan like 15 years ago and, you know, the first school trip to Europe. Yeah. And back then it was just like, oh no, you're in... You're in Hungary. You're oh, yeah, gonna. Yeah. It's or you're in Germany. Everything will have pork in Definitely. it. Definitely. That, that's why I started eating meat again. Is because I did a study abroad in Germany. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I fucking love German food. I'm gonna. I love sauerkraut. Yeah. And you 
which is a weird thing to love. But I, I love sour. Because I, I, I've, I'm not that big a fan of it. Mm. I, I love kimchi, which is obviously the, nice. uh, the the what is sour Korean version. I thought that it? was it's, a vegetable. No? So it's it is, pickled. but it's pickled. Oh. It's pickled cabbage. But when when they cook it, they usually put um, pork in it, or it's like. <sighs> so in 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 Germany, it's um, good luck on the first day of the new year to eat pork and cabbage does the luck definitely come i've been doing it my entire life and it hasn't changed anything oh. um so it's, i don't know but it's a sham it's a sham i don't think these germans were telling me the truth <laughs> but like usually when they cook sauerkraut like you'll put it in a pot and then like you'll lay the sausage over it or they'll cut up they'll have like bits of pork in it traditionally just to add some more flavor. But, I mean, you can buy it off the shelf, and it's going to be vegan and yeah, vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. They nice. just, in a restaurant, they'll zhuzh it up by adding some pork in it. It's meant to be very good for your gut. Mm. It's, it's fermented, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fermented, fermented food. food. I've got some homemade kimchi in the Oh, do you ferment your fridge? food? I've made some, yeah. I've still got one little bit left in a, in a jar. Um, we can all try some afterwards. Oh, I'd love that. Um, it oh, is, my God. It's pretty, I, I CBD, mean, chocolate, quinoa, and corn puffs, I'm, and kimchi. Yeah, what a lunch. What a wang. <laughs> um, let's quickly just do a couple of bits, because um, Liz Gold on the group said uh, she came to the live podcast. We did a live oh. podcast on Sunday. With Who was your guest? John Hastings. Big fan. Big fan of John. Um, I, I, I'm going to put this out today, actually. So oh, if, cool. if, you're, if you're in London, John Hastings is doing the Soho Theatre this weekend. Go tonight. And see his show tonight and tomorrow, I hope, it's I believe. Friday and Saturday. Um, at, so go and see him. Uh, Liz um, said, have you tried the new vegan wagon wheel? I didn't know that, that there was one. Vegan what? Not. Wagon wheel. Have you had a, wagon a wagon wheel? wheel. Oh, is that the sausage that's a pinwheel? No, it's, it's um, a chocolate, it's a chocolate sort disc. of disc. Yeah, it's a good way of describing it. It's probably about five inches in diameter. Okay. Um, it's sort of like two biscuit layers with a sort of marshmallowy cream like and a giant or chocolate okay, covered. No. Perfect oh, description. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, very into this. <laughs> you Cole it? used to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm buying. I am buying. Yeah, have you tried it? I've actually got um, a couple of boxes. Free sample. <laughs> Uh, no, I've never had. I've never had a. The pinwheels are called wagon wheels. Wagon, wagon wheels. Uh, they were actually. Do you know what? Looking back, they were sounds not very good. American, doesn't it? I thought. Yeah. I've wagon. not had a regular one nor a vegan one, but I, I would like to try yeah, it. I think I would. I would like to try it because I don't think I look back on them that fondly. I don't think they were that. Great. I used to have them at our packed lunch every you, day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> recently, when everyone makes them for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Someone makes you yours. A little note that says homemade You're wagon okay. wheels. Um, do you, be all right. do you ever go back to eat food that you ate as a child and you're like, this is not what I remember it as? Um, I used to like clubs to before I was vegan, you know, the little club bars. Club biscuits. I'd do a whole pack of them yeah, in a hotel room. Did you try and get a chocolate orange. off? Yeah. Nibble the chocolate off, biscuit mm. at the end. Oh. Penguins. Like, did you ever do the thing with the penguins that I only found out later in life? Put them in your bum. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. did that. <laughs> they just fit perfect. Yeah. Oh, got one in now. Weird. Vegan, obviously. Um, but, do you know, because they're, they're very similar to Tim Tams, which is a, yeah. the Australian sort of alternative. If you bite one corner off and then bite the sort of opposite corner off, 
uh, dip the hole in the in a cup of tea. You can suck the tea through it. Yeah, ah. and I, use it as a straw, and it all softens the inside. And then you I, eat it. Um, you get amazing. Danny O'Brien, when I was out doing the Adelaide Fringe, oh, yeah. he's he taught me that. Cool. So if anyone would know that trick, it's Danny O'Brien. Oh yeah, he he bought me Tim Tams. He had to film it. It was a. <laughs> he was like, "This is a big moment in your life." <laughs> Um, let's do uh, I don't even drink tea (laughs) okay yes um, let's do Matt Barry says what is your favourite type of whiskey that's a bad time question what used to be your favourite type of whiskey were you ever hang on he said mine is Japanese I find it smooth and doesn't give me a hangover I'm like scotch bourbon or Irish Mm -hmm. scotch whiskey tastes like licking a rugby pitch Um, have you did you ever in your drinking I used to days, like um, Jack Daniels' whiskey. Isn't it's it? a bourbon. Yeah, it's ah. a, no, it's not a bourbon. Is it not? It, it, I will die <laughs> on this hill. Uh, <laughs> One it of is my not last a bourbon. Drinks. It is a Tennessee mash. Uh, okay. It is different. That's what I was going to say. And when you go to an English bar and you ask for a bourbon and they give you Jack Daniels, it's uh, very upsetting. So what would you say? What is bourbon? Jim Bourbon. They're two different. Yeah, they're yeah, distilled no, what, what brand? What's the brand? Um, Buffalo Trace, uh, Blanton's, um, Maker's Mark, Woodford oh, Reserve. Maker's Mark, of course. Knobs, uh, Cre- Knobs Creek? Knobs Creek. Yes. Um, yeah, so my mom's a bourbon collector, so I... Uh, <laughs> I understand your anger there. <laughs> <laughs> she mugged off your mum's job. <laughs> <laughs> So all of the, I, I don't have a um, good palate for, like, I don't understand, like, the oak and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But I do appreciate um, a bourbon that I have drank with someone, and now I have a story about it. Yes. So Four Roses is a bourbon that's quite nice, and I like that, because when I took my mom to Valencia, Spain for her birthday, we would play cards at night and drink. Oh, uh, lovely. It's very uh, nice thing roses. to do. Yeah. And then Maker's Mark is like a good basic bourbon. Yeah, that's that's the one that. the family buys. And in America, you can buy it by the gallon. At, at, uh, at Sam's Club, you can buy a gallon of Maker's oh Mark. God. Maker's and water. You can have a pint of it. It's, it's going to kill you, isn't it? I know. Oh, I, I was mean, trying to get a pint of uh, Jack Daniels out of a bar once, but they wouldn't serve it. I, did, I had the same with... Um, I they gave me a half a pint. Did they? Yeah. That's wow. Still Up illegal. the creek. Really? Yeah. I remember in Weatherspoons in Wimbledon. Sorry, up the creek. It was uh, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, I remember asking for a pint of Bailey's on Christmas Eve one year. And I was shit <laughs> Have a milkshake. And, uh, and they just went. <laughs> With they, a straw. They went, we're not allowed to do that. Uh, and, and I said, right, what's the maximum amount of Bailey's you can put in one glass? And they said like four or something like that. You're not allowed to do more than that. <laughs> All right, can I get four of those and a pint glass, please? <laughs> <laughs> and I, they, they, that was legal. Yeah. Paid them, and they watched me pour them all into a pint glass and walk away from the bar. In America, they don't. <laughs> in America, they don't measure the spirits. And a free pour in. For, free I learned pour. that in LA. It's, and I got, it, well, this is. I, I had this conversation with a Scottish mate of mine. I was like, British people are so proud of their drinking. You guys don't have free pours. Exactly. And that changes the game. And then my friend moved to America and gin and tonic is her tipple. And she was like, I couldn't, she was like, for the first few months, I couldn't, I've never been drunker. I was falling into stuff. And then she's like, then I remember what you said about the free pours. It's half. It's the psychology of it. I I went to a bar in LA and I think I had, I'd had a couple of beers already. I had like four gin and tonics and I was pissed. And yeah. In my head, I was like, how can I be drunk? I've had four gin and tonics. Well, but it was probably like having 10 gin and tonics. When my mom started coming to visit me, you know, we'd go out and she'd order a bourbon 
and you know, you get a thimble full and she was just like, they forgot to fill the glass. Oh, and I was no. like, you can get a double and she get a double. And she's like, that's still not yeah. enough bourbon. Yeah. But I, I, do, I much prefer bourbon to just like, a, like it's whiskey. Mm. It's just nicer, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's, I mean, you can do shots of bourbon. No one's going to stop you. But I equate it with, um, with sipping with the Jack Daniels. I would, I would take a shot of Jack Daniels because yeah. who wants to sip Jack Daniels? But I would sip a, a Maker's of Four Roses, a Blanton's, a Pappy's. Do you have ice in it? Uh, um, yes. I do. Uh, well, like I said, my mom's a collector. So it's when I go home, she has so many bottles. Of, and she doesn't even drink that much. Are they much. empty? Like it, say, say that again. Are they empty? No, that's the thing. <laughs> she's and, just laying there. And she's like. <laughs> Still at work, mum. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even know I come home. No, I'm having a day off. <laughs> Working too hard. <laughs> She's so funny because she's like, you can have any one of them. Just have, you know, I hardly drink them. You can have any one of them. And I'll pick one up and be like, oh, I'll try this one. She's like, okay, so that's, um, that is a small batch and there's only 47 of them. So if you're going to have that, uh, you're not allowed to have anything before. You can't have that one drunk and don't have it with ice. And I'm like, I'll have this one. And she's like, here's the thing that like she, she, and finally I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll have makers because of course makers is, is the basic one it's just like she's like you can have any of them and then she explains why i have to enjoy one over the other i'm like this is too stressful (laughs) um question what Mm. let's do oh let's this are you know you i think you recommended this to me andy snowden said have you tried frost burgers in liverpool and then says, have you, did you tell me about Frostburger? It wasn't, no. It oh. was um, another place which closed down. Oh, what was that? I forget the name of it. It's not got a very memorable <laughs> moniker. It was great, though. But it wasn't Frostburgers. What's your favourite vegan takeaway? Mm, Wagamama, maybe. Is that's that, a takeaway, isn't it? That's not a takeaway, is it? You can take it away. I get, I get it delivered. Um, the I, £30 vegan banquet. I'd banquet. I don't know what my favourite vegan takeaway is. I don't really get it a lot. Um, I, I mean, my go-to for, like, vegan stuff is, like, Asian food. Yeah. Or, like, Mexican food's really easy Bean to make rats vegan. And yeah, stuff like, like that. burritos and stuff. Are well, Harker's has got a, a great... Have, you, have be, you been to Little... Bean Al- wrap. Has it? Yeah. Have you been to Little Aladdin in Manchester? No, nope, but it sounds racist. It's quite a famous little... Um, <laughs> Sort of, uh, it would be a little sort of KKK kebab. It's one of them little just classic meetings. takeaway, like where it's a li- tiny little kebab and they sell curries and things like that. Yeah. But it's all vegan and it's you, right in the city centre. You centre. said in Manchester, right? Manchester, yeah. Is it not yeah. far from uh, Excess Malarkey? No, it's not over that side. That's, that is, uh, I know, I think I know where you're talking about. Okay. I forgot what it's called. Um, there, it's right in the centre. It's right behind the Arndale Centre. Okay. There's a really good one in the Arndale Centre, which I can't remember the name of. Um, Burger King. No, it's, it's all vegan junk food, and it's just a little stand, and, you, and it's quality. I went there before. I found it on a Instagram thing, which which like it's an Instagram page called like Vegan Manchester. Mm. So um, Andy, go on there if you're in Manchester and have a look at that. One. Get on it, bruv. 
Uh, Chris Kimber says, how do you swerve giving your number to someone that you don't want to after having a jolly interaction with them? Change the last two digits. Do you? Yeah. That's excellent. That's so sinister, but good. The fact that it was just that <laughs> rule. I just, just, if I... Be careful not to forget that and just finish the yeah, number. Yeah. If I still want them to contact me for whatever, re- like if they're like, no, I have a show or something. Well, you don't really your give number. your number to people anyway, do you? I just give no. my email to them. Email, yeah. email is the one, or... If it's somebody... My LinkedIn. An audience member after a show, if they come up and ask me... My hotel room number. I had somebody come up after my my gig last night and ask... I mentioned ayahuasca on stage. And they came up after the show and said, like, they'd love to do it. And they, they basically asked me if I could sort it out not all sort out but they said I've had a couple of people say some, that some tips and I just said I told that guy that someone look just get drop me a message on Facebook or Twitter or something and I'll give you my email address and we'll do it from there Ayahuasca and he messaged me this morning has no appeal to me it's um it's yeah pretty, it's I don't think it's got brutal. appeal to most people I I think most of my lack of wanting to try it is because so many people in that like health and fitness but like exercise we're like and then like you gotta eat clean and you gotta do this and then i went and tried ayahuasca and i'm like go get over yourself have you watched have you uh, it's supposed watched. to be physically good for you apparently though well yeah because you throw up afterwards yeah. um have you seen or heard about goop lab yes i haven't watched gwyneth it. paltrow i've watched the I... first three episodes it's a bit much isn't it uh well, I, here, I'll, yeah, I'll, I can't handle her no. as an actress i think she's fine as a mm. as a health guru i think we should put her in a box and send her upstream yeah i mean but you see that guy going around touching all those women and like he's well, healing them well, and, like, got there yet, it's but... always that spot on their bum that is the releases <laughs> the chakra <laughs> you know your root chakras right but the episodes... i'm his apprentice it's basically the first episode is about um, a bunch of the Goop Lab staff go to South America and they, they take mushrooms for the first time oh, with, with, with like a sort of in a ceremonial setting. And that one, you watch it, you're like, this is not. Yeah, you know, I've, I've heard loads of people online criticizing Goop Lab, and you know, there's like a there's a petition. The Goop website's been around for years, yeah. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. But there's a petition to get it removed from Netflix for pushing pseudoscience. Which well, I don't think is, it does have a disclaimer. It's at got the a beginning. massive disclaimer. That says this none is of all this is all fact. As someone who's lived a lot in the health and wellness world, if you buy into it, you buy into. But that's yeah, the same yeah, with yeah. everything. You could that would be like you don't you need a disclaimer on everything. Then, yeah, that's you? true. But like, does she talk about doing ecstasy at one point? And yeah, DMA. DMA, she talks about. See, and this is where I have a real problem with it. Um, is because. MDMA is not a controlled substance. Yeah. And right now there's a real problem in America with cocaine and MDMA being laced with fentanyl, which will yeah, kill yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. and has been killing people. Yeah. Like I have friends who do drugs who are like, like I'm at straight fentanyl. I'm out right yeah, yeah, yeah. now. I can't it's too dangerous. Mm. We don't know what's going on with it. Yes. So for like her to go up there and be like, yeah, it's like, you know. They she, well, she doesn't. She talks about it quite negatively. Oh, does she? Oh, yeah, okay, she, so I it, thought she it, talked no, about it's quite, it It's part of an interview where they're discussing, um, there's a person who runs the main, I forgot what it's called, it's the research network that are doing clinical trials with hallucinogenic substances. And oh. MDMA is technically classed as a hallucinogen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they, she's made their interviewing uh, him and, it's, and then they're talking about the staff going to do mushrooms. And it's all about that. And in that, he talks about them doing trials of MDMA for depression mm. and he asks them, have you ever tried it? And she says, I, I tried it once with my boyfriend 
and she just talked about how she hated it. Mm. So it's a, I, I, when I watched that, that I don't think there was any moral okay. I am, issue I was, with that I, chat. I was under the wrong assumption. Yeah, but, but I think at the same time, it, it, the fact that it's about the positives potential or the potential positives of these drugs with for mental health, someone's going to watch that and think, well, if I will do it, then yeah. like, you know, I think that's, but you can't, someone, you can't uh, not dis- I don't think you can ever avoid that happening with anything. Really. Someone studying a PhD the other day, like wanted to research, they're doing it about psychedelics. So I did a Skype call with them. Yeah. Um, they're researching all about the benefits and all, all stuff like that about ayahuasca, but, yeah. um, which is interesting. I mean, doing I, a PhD. So it's in that. I think it does world. have, good benefits for people who have depression and so, some I've research I've done ayahuasca proved, once I mean I wouldn't but recommend it all the time if it's an uncontrolled su- sub don't I mean I've had a great time on yeah, things yeah, yeah. so but if it's a if it's a not con- if it's an uncontrolled substance, it's it's risky to do, you totally and you just do. have to realize that yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. there. I, I, that, I was we were talking about the book I'm reading at the minute, uh, and it's a it, it, it talks about the prohibition of drugs. I've always been somebody who's sort of been against drug legalization, and I, as somebody who's done pretty much them all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will say, reading this book made me definitely sort of change my thinking and. You think it shouldn't? What, no, you, you, well, I think you're legal, against it being legalized. I, I've always been sort it. of against it being legalized. Really? Yeah, because I mean, I think I'm opposite, too cynical about side. people being able to control themselves. Mm. And actually, when you actually look at the sort of stats on the the rise of use since they were all outlawed, every drug that's been outlawed the usage has gone up and the people supplying it have become more sinister, right? So it's just like, I, I've just suddenly had a little think about, there are certain ones I think it would be safer if they could be monitored. And like, it's it's just, I don't, speaking of it as, so weed is legal in America in certain states. Yeah. And the first one to do it, I think was Colorado. My brother lives in Colorado and he's just like, we are so rich as a state right now because now it like talk about something good for the economy. Like it, um, there, I mean, Colorado is so rich right now because they've legalized it and it's now, you know, your money. I mean, the government just grow their own now. It's legal though. I don't think so. I think maybe that's illegal. I think you have to, like there's a lot of rules around it and how you can get it and you know um i don't and it's changed in the last couple of years so i don't know exactly how it all works but um like you can't just grow your own plants you have to go to a dispensary and uh get it yourself and yeah but also like if it was if it was legalized like say cocaine and mandy molly mdma yeah it would like they're they're not good for you in the long run but if you're going to do them if they were legalized you would know they weren't laced with like rat poison and fentanyl thank you and also if someone did have too much in od like if someone gets alcohol poisoning everyone in the party would take them to the doctor if someone ods on cocaine If someone ODs on cocaine, everyone's afraid to call for yeah. help because they're afraid they'll get in trouble. Totally. So people die of overdoses who yeah. could have been Push saved. them under the bed, innit? All right, I'm going to try Speaking of which, CBD. I'm going to try this. I've got loads of dead people in my flat because of that. 
don't know who's a cool man. What are we talking about that got that? I like the way this tastes. It's, it's not right. too sweet. It's good, isn't it? It's dark, yeah, it's nice dark chocolate. Mm. And we're all going to have really um, supple muscles afterwards. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, supple. Oh, <laughs> My mouth feels so high right now. Delish. Um, does anyone know what happened to the goldfish girl? Chris Thompson says. What's the goldfish girl? What's the goldfish girl? Oh. Is that what we talked about in a live podcast? Yeah, her goldfish was 10 and it killed, oh, killed sh- the other one with poison. Yeah. What? Oh, fuck. I've I never met a that. sociopath goldfish. <laughs> and um, her and her mum were arguing about him. Uh, let us know what happened man. yeah let us uh, get in touch maybe us. send us the dead goldfish um, here's a question we met yeah we met some listeners there uh, Matty Richardson was one of them who came down easy who, Matt um, who weirdly I forgot I've met, I've met is Matty, Matty Richardson not Matt Richardson the comedian no, not, not that okay. one but I've met Matty Richardson before um, but I didn't put I didn't put two and two together and realise it was him who was getting mm. in touch where did you meet him before uh, he's a His friend. Of, he's a friend of a friend in um, in Telford, and he's come and watched me at the Birmingham Glee. Aww. But he's here. He came down, and we gave him some tips about London. What he was going to do. He said he did some travelling. What is the what is your favourite way of travelling? He asks. Walking. I walking, think walking. I went for a wicked walk yesterday. Have you ever mm. been to Wormwood Scrubs? The prison? Mm. No, well, there's prisons on one end of it. Oh, it's Wormwood Scrubs an area, is it? Well, Wormwood oh. Scrubs is like a sort of big marshland park. It's enormous. It's got like eight fo- full football pitches on it. Where is it? It's just down the road from here. That's so enough. basically, you've got, at one end of it, you've got uh, Queen Charlotte's Hospital next to Wormwood Scrubs Prison, um, which is quite funny where my wife's, me and my wife are having a baby. I heard. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. And she, we, we, one of the, one of the, um, sort of doctor's rooms where she had a scan uh was it yesterday or day before or monday uh over the, the window overlooks the prison yard oh <laughs> so, how nice <laughs> yeah. looking at your child's future yeah, it's beautiful so yeah we were, uh, but there that's one end of wormwood scrubs then you've got um scrubs lane runs up one side of it which is all like an industrial estate an industrial estate the other side it all feels very industrial but in the middle of it is this enormous park that I, it took me it must be an hour just to walk the bloody length of it yesterday mm. lovely I love a walk I went out to Colorado in September to go on a backpacking trip so I rented a car yes. and I never drive anymore I've lived in New York since I was 18 so I haven't had a car since I was in high school um God, the freedom. Yeah. You know, you you don't have to wait on a platform. Nothing gets, I mean, there's traffic, yes. But, and then of course I was driving around in Colorado, which is just like, oh, you got, you got John Mellencamp on and you just mountains everywhere. And how wide are the roads in America? Like, yeah. Same as Australia. The roads out there are so wide. Like, people who come from there to drive in London just cannot believe how skinny our roads are. When? There's no road out there where you'd have to pull out, pull in to let somebody come yeah, through yeah, from yeah. the other lane you'd be like what the, why have we made that road <laughs> <What's> <laughs> what that? kind of mental road layout is that we can't fit two cars down <laughs> one time when my mom came to visit in uh, uh, we were walking around Covent Garden in Piccadilly Circus and I had to keep telling her that the road wasn't the sidewalk yes she didn't she she thought it was pedestrian and right. i was like no no that's where the cars go and yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. how do the cars fit here and it's i was like insane. excellent question i suppose it was for horse and cart when it was built yeah built, well that's it? the thing yeah but they're not yeah. that skinny are they 
They're about as I wide mean, as a car. Yeah. But the have you seen American cars? One time, me and my <laughs> boyfriend got like car. a huge ass truck when we were in America, and then I came back to Britain, and I was like, I couldn't have even parked it here. Yeah, like American cars are huge. Yes, so big. Yes, mad. Yeah. Big Winnebago. But in terms, yeah, of those are great. Favorite types of traveling. I still, I love it. I love a train. Mm. I don't, I, I I don't the mind freedom. the London Underground when it's empty in the day. Just I, pop, I, well, it's never empty. Yeah, it's but. Never, <laughs> you know that, you know that few you hours know when a day no uses it. I've never gotten over the convenience of the trains in Britain because, yes. like, we don't, of course, have them like you do and uh, like you do here. And it's just, oh, I've you know, I can just go to Manchester. I can just hop on a train. Yeah. it's just so nice. I mean, yeah, so it's a luxury can, of having a small country. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, that you can just, even though it's it's so expensive now, the trains have gone up. I know this is such a sort of yeah. boring middle-aged. They, they just deal. change the prices as well every just, hour. Every, yeah, put them up. The like I swear, that? like I got a train to Bromley the other week and it was twelve quid. I was like, that's too much. Yeah. So Bromley as well. I know they should pay you to go to Bromley. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's out? We've got love. Got loads of questions that we're not going to get around to. Well, this is an interesting one. Um, Tim's asked, would you accept a knighthood? Yes, without question. Would you? Are you eligible? Uh, I don't think so. I've just... <laughs> That's why uh, you'd accept it. Uh, are well, you nominated? Well, I've just gone through a huge debacle trying to get uh, a visa. Yes. And uh, fun, the Home Office actually sent me a letter today. And, uh, to say you got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> to be like... You took it well, to Well, God honest. bless. They send we'll you a letter you a knighthood being like, instead, we know please the, go. Because I had to go to court to argue it because they refused my visa application. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to court to argue it. What um, on what grounds? What sort of? I, don't, I know nothing about visas. What uh, sort of visa? Did, did did you not have to do this with Hannah? Is she, she is she a British she citizen? She has both passports. That's cheating. See, that's yeah. why I would go for a knighthood. I'd be like, if it comes with the passport, I'll <laughs> like people can tell me how bad the royalists yeah, are yeah. all they want. I I want to stay here. Did you get your citizenship now? Uh, so I don't have citizenship. Visa. They've um, actually. I emailed my lawyer before we came. I got to see what she said we applied for a five-year partnership visa which is like a marriage visa but me and my boyfriend are not married and uh uh yes it would be easier if we got married no we haven't because i'm not doing it because the home office told me to um it's but, true love man it's romantic yeah. that way uh but they refused my <laughs> Get on visa one knee with a visa <laughs> on the grounds that and your they, lawyer <laughs> yeah The lawyer's on one knee. What's great is when you go through all this legal trouble, people like offer you advice. Like you haven't thought of every avenue. It's like you just wind up giving TED Talks about immigration. (laughs) Presentations. Yeah. I'm like, here is why we didn't make this decision. Your your partner's English. My partner's English. We applied for a five. Where's he from in England? He's from Cornwall originally. Oh, nice. Um, My favourite part of England. Really? Yeah. It's quite beautiful. I've it been is. there once. His family doesn't live there, so we don't go down there. But that's where he was. Apart raised. from London, obviously. Yeah. And the Liverpool best. and Manchester. The best. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have you been to the Minac Theatre in no. Cornwall? No. It's one of the most amazing parts of the whole uh, country. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the a, the inside of a it's building. It's a theatre built into a cliff face. Oh, now carved I'm listening. Into a okay, this is very cool. They do cool. gigs there, yeah? Uh, they do, uh, yeah, during the summer they do um, sort of, it's normally quite low. Is it an amphitheatre? Yeah. Mm. And it, literally, if you're in the audience, you look at the stage there, behind it is just the rest of the world from oh, the sea. cool. It's nice view. It's, it's the, the whole world. It's the most amazing view I've ever seen. Oh, wow. That does sound awesome. That's yeah. the world out there. But... Um, 
Yeah, just to sum it up, me and my boyfriend applied for a five-year visa. Uh, the home office refused me on the grounds that um, there's no reason why I can't live in America and Tom can stay here, which so the home office just suggested I break you up. You split up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then He's not right for you, man. <laughs> we appealed on human rights because one of the human rights is right to a family. And fun fact, now that uh, Britain has left the EU one of the immigration things that, that this government is trying to get rid of is people uh, appealing to stay in the country on human rights. Oh, really? Yeah, they're trying to get rid of it. So if I waited two more years, I might not be able to stay. Yeah. So what's the latest then? To the letter you got So today? the letter I got today was saying that they, they know they have to give me the fucking visa. And they've granted me a 10-year visa, which sounds better, but is actually more annoying because in a five-year visa, I only have to renew it once and then I can apply for residency. With a 10-year visa, you have to reapply four times. You have to check back in every two and a half years. And then after 10 years, I can apply for residency. Okay. So... um, uh, so it's just going to take more time, but at least now I'm here. It's just a little nerve wracking as you watch the governments all become more conservative, especially around immigration. Cause everyone told me I'd definitely get in because I'm white and American and they were like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so such an insult. So yeah. But anyway, I'm, I should get my physical visa visa. Yeah. They should got 10 years. Yeah. wrote. This was very exciting. So we wrote hint. So someone told us Liam Withnail went through this with his missus, and he he's was like Scottish, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's English, but he lives in Scotland. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And he was like, appeal to your Shout out to uh, uh, member of parliament, and uh, his is Tommy, so he knows Tommy. Oh yeah, yeah. And I and ours is Kirstama. And we wrote him, but our uh, hearing was like right before the election, the general election. And we were like, there's no way he's going to get back to us. And it came and it went and he didn't. But we got a letter from him uh, yesterday being like, "Uh, your uh, letter just came across my desk. And I don't know why I missed it before. And I'm like, I have some ideas. And then, but God bless him. He was like, it looks like this had to do with... uh, the um, visa status of your partner, but I did an internet search, and it and it looks like she's still here. So Kirstama has Googled me. Oh, cool. <laughs> Which is just weird to be like, oh, now I've really got to behave myself. <laughs> I mean, so you're, Parliament you're, is watching. You're hoping he wins the Labour leadership yeah. election. Well, I mean, talk about you've got, I can't, I don't think I can vote yet, but Tom can. And now it's like, well, that settles that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know who we're voting yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the question I got onto that? Oh, it was about that. Was the question was would you accept a knighthood? So you would. I would absolutely. Because why well, would wouldn't prob- somebody? Is there something? I wouldn't accept one. Wouldn't you? How come? Because it's uh, you know it's it's linked to the the whole concept of like an MBE and OBE and all that sort of stuff. It's it's all part of that honor system, which is you know it's it's based in the, the colonial history of mm. Britain. And my family's Irish. I couldn't. How could I accept an honor that was? You know, given out to people that basically like, killed my ancestors. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, mine is not. I mean, and again, it's, it's my crap. ancestors are getting on my nerves. Anyway. Would you do it? Would you accept a knighthood? I'd probably say yeah, and then not know anything about what. I'm yeah, doing. yeah, I mean, <laughs> just go yeah, all right. And then apparently, it comes with like caveats. I don't think you have to do anything. 
but I think you to can get money. buy them. Huh? I think you can buy them. Well, I mean, you, you can buy I'm, Sir, yeah, not oh, maybe, can you? Yeah. Or you, you can, can buy you titles. Can buy title. You can't buy Sir. You can buy Lord. You could buy like yeah, you could buy like the you Lord can buy of, and you can, then a, a certain duchy, whatever it is they yeah. call it. I don't know. I want I I thought it would be fun, and of course, I've never pitched this, but this is my idea. I thought one way to become a citizen was to buy a title. So I thought it'd be fun to do a documentary <laughs> called The Duchess of Camden yeah. and try to become the Duchess of Camden, yeah. which I think I I just I wouldn't work out. It'd be too expensive. Yes. But then it'd get a Get it on eBay. Get some funding. Get yeah. some funding. GoFundMe. Yeah. That's one of those GoFundMe's that would definitely work because it's so ridiculous that people would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gonna, loads of GoFundMe's. Maybe I will do that. Stay tuned. In March, my GoFundMe to become the Duchess of Camden yeah, coming. We should do a go. What should we do a GoFundMe about? Getting me a knighthood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you got a knighthood, about it'd be 20 excellent. Quid. I don't know what the benefits are. Well, sir. I think you... Don't you get invited to certain parties? Who gets called the title? You You know who's a good person to ask? Horton. Of course, yeah. Because he'll know. Because he's he's got a title. He he can probably go and get a knighthood. Uh, He's already has a title. Yeah, he's he's honourable. He's the honourable Tom Horton because his dad is a sir. Or a lord. Something. The irony, I tell him. I know. You ever (laughs) met him? Yikey, Mikey. Yeah, he is a, he's the honourable. He's a lovely man. He's a good friend. egg. He's a dear friend. Funny. Came to my immigration. You were good. Did egg. he? Yeah. Did he? Could he not get his dad's other word? Yeah. Well, we thought we might have gotten refused because he also wrote a letter uh, uh, stating that Tom and I were a couple and he knows us. Yeah. And it was such a Tom Horton letter because it was like, "Allow me to introduce my. I am the honourable Tom Horton, <laughs> residing in the Queen's house, and my father. Edinburgh Show six thirty. Yeah. <laughs> Is head of the military, retired, and now runs. And I was like, they think that's fake. There's no way they think that we know someone (laughs) with that sort of power. He lives in the Tower of London, doesn't he? he, um, uh, That's incredible. I remember dropping him off there once and he just walking over to the fucking castle. To to give backstory to any listeners, basically, Tom Horton, comedian, he's done shows about it. His dad was like the lead... The The head head of defence. Yeah, the head of like the British army. That's the head of the army, the navy and the air force. He is like proper... He's he's like... He answers to the queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a a totally different world. They've given him the Tower of London a residency there. For a period of time. I think it's it's like a year left or something. I think it's something to do when you retire from that. He's the constable Yeah, you get given this sort of... Ceremonial he gets a role. nice little council flat after, yeah. does he? <laughs> have you been? Have you been in his down quarters? On, down Whitechapel High Street. Yeah? <laughs> have you been where they live? No, so I got invited over. I haven't been yet, but a few friends went over for dinner. Yeah, and they had they they had dinner in the room that Guy, Guy Fawkes signed his uh, confession. Fuck yeah. So he would have been like, apparently you can see the signatures when my, and it's all shaky yeah. from where Didn't they his bathroom him. get designed for Hitler. There's a prison in the Wash Tower behind of your ears. London. There's a prison in the Tower of London and they put a toilet in it for if they caught Hitler. Oh, that was it. That yeah. was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when my brother so came... So what? If, how, how come the other t- um, prisoners wouldn't have got a toilet? It's it's like it is a uh, it's probably prison. a special it's like place where for him, Anne though. Boleyn was kept. Like oh, she didn't it, get a toilet, did she? No, she didn't. Rude. Um, I don't think they had them back then. Maybe it wasn't <laughs> Anne Boleyn, but one of sponge. the queens yeah. was kept at one point. Maybe Mary Queen of Scots. I don't know. He told me. 
uh, when my brother came to visit, Tom got us into the Tower of London so we could look around. Yeah. And I thought we would just go to like see the jewels and, and head out. And Tom gave us a tour of his quarters. And because and there's so much history, I was like, is this open to the public? And he was like, technically, yes, but there's like a five-year waiting list yeah, to get yeah, a tour yeah. of the place where he lives. Okay, so yeah. Right. We long. just get to walk in there because we know Tom. Did you get to go to the bar where all the beef eaters drink? Yeah, I've been there. The that's great. Bar. Yeah, that's nice. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, as much as I would, I'm totally against all of this. I'd uh, love to go but to... But you know what? Tom, why not come in over? No, there is a part of history. Yeah. I, 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 that's the thing. That is the uh, contradiction. Yeah. I love history. I love going to historical sites. It's really even cool. Even though I sort of disagree with their, their conception uh you mean how they grandize oh, yeah. it all? yeah you know so if i go there and i'll just tear the whole thing down yeah there you go <laughs> go to tom's house and mash it up <laughs> <laughs> this is my ancestors you think this is for the table the guy forks at <laughs> this is for the potato famine <laughs> yeah um right we should wrap up okay. proceedings it's this been has been lovely. really fun it's flown by it's flown thanks flown for coming by. thank you for having me there's guys. two bits of cbd chocolate left who wants them you have it okay you have it um what fun fact when i was a kid chocolate was the first word i ever said really yeah it's the first word i ever spoke three syllable word was your first word i didn't speak until i was for 14 like before england uh, that's one reason Mama. why my visa got denied uh, i didn't speak until i was like well into two years old my okay. parents thought something was wrong yeah, with yeah, me yeah. And I you think just, I was just silently watching. You're waiting for the you're right making words. up for and it. Then I, and then I saw a, a candy bar commercial, and I was like, chocolate. That, that's going to be it. It's I like, like you, it. That's it's the like first you, thing I ever you said. consciously chose. Yeah, I, I waited for my moment. Yeah. It's, it's the only time I waited good for the right though, time. Isn't it? What was your first word? Do you remember? <laughs> Bad man. Bad man. <laughs> <laughs> what was yours? Up the raw. Um, <laughs> Anyway. Leave means leave, <laughs> Mama. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, yeah, I have no idea. My, my mum's got has never. Dada me, is mom, normally the first. Well, word. they say dada because it's actually the most natural yeah. saying. The well, really? say. My kids said it because they recognised me. Uh, they recognise you. Mm. What was it, your parent? The first time they said it. What, when they were about seven, the first time they met you. <laughs> is that Dada? Why is Dada running? <laughs> what are these bars? Why has he got aeroplane tickets? What's this bit of glass between us and why are we chatting on the telephone? <laughs> what did Dada do? Don't ask. Why is Dada crying? Uh, um, what have you got to plug? Any pluggings? Where can people find you? The chocolate's so good. Uh, um, I'll do Edinburgh uh, this year and that's a million miles away, but don't worry i have previews what's um, your insta handle so at abigali is both my twitter and my insta handle so my first name if you can spell it you can find me and my website with all my dates is abigalia.com lovely um, just one five syllable word if you're you not gonna spell that, the name a-b-i-g-o-l-i-a-h Perfect. Cool. That's what I was going to say. And what you got coming up this weekend and next week? Julia Tonight, Caterham and Tunbridge Wells. Tomorrow, Sheffield yes. twice. Sheffield twice? Oh, well, there's one near Sheffield. Calm down. Yeah. Uh, Monday, we've got a um, podcast. Oh, yeah, we're going to record some podcasts. Next. We're going to try and load up a few. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to go to Australia in, uh, in just over Ramesh a month. Ramesh mm. Ranganathan. We've got, we got a live Ranganathan. one back. So we're going to release a live one down the line. 
Um, yeah. We've got Ramesh coming on. We've got some more. It's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be I. But I'm yeah. in London this weekend, and uh, that is it. Cool. Yeah, Cardiff next weekend. Nice. Big up all crew. I'm in London this weekend. Obviously, I'm still here. I don't London know where right I am now. next week. Next week, I'm in Nottingham. Nottingham. For- Glee. Yeah, for uh, for Valentine's Day, oh, be spending oh, yes, time away Day. from my uh, gentleman friend. Ah, yeah, Valentine's uh, night is a good comedy night. Mm, I'm really looking couples. forward to the it. The gigs couples. are all coupley and nice. It's couples who have, like, are doing something quite cool. So actually, they tend to be good. Nice. I found that with uh, New Year's. Yeah. New Year's is lovely. New Year's is lovely. lovely. I was ready Very for it nice. to be hell, yes. and it was a delight. It's not. It's the opposite. It's after the like, opposite Christmas, to crimbo you gigs. After, you have Christmas gigs, and they're hard. Mm. And then you, you come back I after. Smashed them and all. then New Year's is always such a nice gig. It's, well, yeah, it's good. Anyway, that is the end of the show. It's Thanks safe. for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Laters. Laters. Amen. Take <laughs> Yes. Night, 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 night.